0: You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Oshul Green and Liliane Kriegler. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 22 of the Thinking Effect podcast. And this episode is all about how can teachers use arts to enhance literacy? And while Liliane is still on, still on holiday, I have the amazing Hope Blecker again. Hello, Hope. How are you?
1: Good. Hello. And thank you for welcoming me back.
0: Can you introduce yourself again and in case someone missed uh, the previous episode, episode 21, where you were a guest. Um, please just say a few words about yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Hope Lecker and I am here from New York and I am an educator with 37 years of experience. And I love working with the students. It's where my energy is fed. And I use my energy to feed them and engage them. And those students are kindergarten through college along with my peers. And I thank you, Ortal, for inviting me. And I'm here to share.
0: <laughs> this is wonderful. And you do have a lot to share. I know you have wealth of knowledge and experience. This is why I am so happy to have you. OK, so let's ju- jump into it. So. Traditionally, literacy has been seen as reading and writing, but today we know that it's so much more than that, even though reading and writing obviously are the essential component of literacy. But we know that basically literacy is critical for us to help us make sense of the world around
1: us. A hundred percent. Literacy, numeracy, the literacy of math, the literacy of science, the literacy of art so literacy for my experience and what i bring to the classroom and what i engage the students of all ages in is beyond the sound symbols of the words it's what can you see what do those words help you picture what can you put on paper what can you create with your hands
0: absolutely because literacy is basically it's helping us firstly construct knowledge and understanding of everything but also knowing how to express ourselves in so many different ways and also how to understand others. And
1: I have a good example of that. When I was teaching elementary age ESL students, English as a second language, I had a student who was a very knowledgeable literate in her first language. And we knew that from conversations with her parents. And yet the parents said, she's frustrated that she knows. She was very self-aware. Her level of English wasn't at her level of her first language. So upon giving her pencil and paper, she would draw these beautifully detailed pictures. So for an assignment of tell us what you did over the weekend, she was not able to have command of the English. However, her pictures included so many details of where she had gone down to a table with two chairs and a cup with the little lines for steam. And then she came and took a brown crayon and colored it in. And she was, she went like this and I said, hot cocoa. She's like chocolate, chocolate. I said, Oh, you had hot chocolate. And she beamed. And from then that picture was like the floodgates opened. And, and had I not had an, um, the idea, the know-it-all, wherewithal to say, pencil and paper, let her communicate in a way that she can and is comfortable, that door would not have opened. So ever since uh, that, that was like, let let the arts be the way.
0: And you said it beautifully. And I, and I agree that literacy really opens the door to the world. And, and yes, there are many different ways to express ourselves. And it's interesting you mentioned drawing because children naturally draw. I mean, you see it from they do it from a very young age, they express themselves through drawing. Yes. And so it's brilliant that you let her let her use that medium to express herself. And today, actually, the quite a few research papers that show the direct connection between drawing and language development. And I know that you yourself have experienced
1: in that area as part of your dissertation. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to be writing my dissertation at a time that I was also a literacy coach in an elementary school and having loved art as a child. And as my, my own children were growing, they were involved in the arts. I was having conversations with the art teacher and her name is Wendy. And she was doing also research on her own. And at that time we had an influx of English language learners which connected to what became the topic of my dissertation was how can we assess the English language learners because we we can't assess them in alphabetical order. That's not how we as native speakers learn English. And that therefore I did not believe that that was how ELL's children were getting command. So she had research where she said, Oh my gosh, here's a book. And if you ask a child to draw a self portrait, what they will draw, relates to a stage of their literacy. And my immediate reaction was like, no way. Like how did someone, (laughs) like was someone watching us in this room have this conversation? And there it was, stages, ages of asking a child to draw themselves a self-portrait and how that corresponds to sense of self and development. And then what I then connected it with was if that's the picture they draw, And then where is that corresponding with their mastery of sounds and symbols of of English? So it was over, you know, over the course of a conversation connecting it to my prior experience and then being in the field and asking students, um, what are the, you know, identify the letters, make the sounds, draw yourself. And it was like, all right, here's this triangulation. And it was a beautiful thing to see because, you know, it's just this idea, maybe, 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 and it was like, wow, oh my gosh, these pieces are coming together. And I was fortunate enough to be in a supportive environment that then that did become an assessment and a teaching tool. So we had all the students enrolling, draw their self portrait. How are they doing with their sound symbols, whether they were English as a first language or English as a second language, and then how can we help them grow from there?
0: And it's wonderful you, you do so because even though we know today about the strong correlation and connection between drawing, for example, and development of language, we still don't include a, include that in literacy teaching. We don't include uh, drawing or any uh, usually any kind of arts. And what I what I know that you know when we need to draw something, when a child needs to draw something, let's say you tell tell him to draw a word or um, something like that, then it takes more time for the brain to think about how to visualize it, how to draw it, how to uh, present it on a paper. And that extra time for processing actually helps the child to better understand that concept, that idea to process it within it. And also during that time, the brain actually uh, moves more freely, thinks more freely and therefore make new connection and thinks more creatively. So the whole process of, asking a child to draw a letter, a sentence, a word, whatever it might be actually help them learn it in a much more deeper level and understand it much better than if if they'll just
1: repeat that word or sentence. And it has to do also with your uh, muscle memory, because when you're drawing and you're moving your fingers you're consciously thinking about it and then at some point as you're saying it becomes the doodle it becomes more but it becomes your movement and your muscle memory helps you remember it and connect with it way more uh, and it, and it, then it becomes part of how you remember what you think what you imagine and i remember when i was in school it was teachers saying don't doodle stop doodling stop, you know be on task and a few years ago in a classroom I had a parent that said please let my child doodle. They are paying attention but they have to doodle in order to be able to synthesize what you're saying. And a cute aside was one day I was walking around and this the same student it was like she was doodling me teaching, and I wanted to chuck. And there she was, like hiding it as I came around. I was like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "No, no, no!" And she really thought she was going to get in trouble. And it was the cutest little caricature. And there was me with this little speech bubble. And and she's like, "That's how I can remember this lesson." And I was like, "There it is. There is," you know, you kind of laugh at a child making a caricature of you, but, um it carries over in to the time to process. And that ask a question count to 10, before you choose who's going to answer. And, you know, take a deep breath. And the doodle like I I have books that I would read, um, you know, even from little blue and little yellow. And here are two colors, and they're blending, there are so many layers of messages to this story, that you can either say is art-based, character ed-based, multiple layers, and same thing with chicken soup with rice. You can sing your way through the alphabet, you can read your way through the months of the year, or you can read it as a poem and not breathe life into it. And I think it's the breathing life into it that helps with the learning and the literacy coming alive. Absolutely. And it's also personalized the learning, right?
0: When you ask a student to draw something, it becomes very personal to that student. It represents something that this student has some of his or her personality. And so they better relate to it. And also they're much more engaged because it becoming like a very active process of learning instead of being a passive learner just sitting there listening they suddenly take a very active role in their learning and this is why they also remember it better like you mentioned it before, before. that that whole process helps them remember uh, what they're learning so much more than any other way
1: and i knew um in my classrooms i would have when we would have to have word walls i said i'm doing picture word walls It'll be the word, it'll be the picture. And I had students draw the pictures. I was like, these, I don't, I didn't need to own the picture. In the beginning, it was pictures that I would put. And then as they became more comfortable with it, it's like, okay, sometimes it would be a photograph and sometimes it would be their drawing. Okay, this is how you're helping each other understand what this concept is. And I think today, part of that is what the emojis are. They're pictures that help us understand same thing with rebus it's a picture that takes the place of a word it's about the understanding it's not about the quizzing it's not about you know how quickly can you do the picture it's how is that picture an asset absolutely and, you know some people think oh we, we grow out of picture books you know it's 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 progress when you no longer need the pictures in the book and i think that we should relook at that because there's something that comes from looking at the picture, and saying, "This is the story I'm creating to go with it," and vice versa. And Broadway is a great example of that. You know, you have Sunday in the Park with George, that's off of a Syrah painting, and they made it into a Broadway show. Yeah, I love picture books.
0: Oh, it's I- it, it's wonderful, and and you know, for teachers, it's very easy actually to incorporate arts and drawing into their literacy teaching. And let's just go give teachers a few examples. So, for example, if you teach your students new vocabulary, new words, then you can ask them to draw these new words and then they can share actually their drawing, they can explain why they drew it this in this way, what it means for them. And and it's beautiful that just the um, just sharing with others, help others gain a better and deeper understanding of that new world. Board. And, and another example can be if you read them a short story or a poem, you can ask them to draw that short story and poem, bring it yes. to life through a picture. And then again, yes. ask them to share. Why have they presented it in this manner? Let them explain to the rest of the class why they've chosen to do it in this manner.
1: And that can go all the way up to high school. I had I had teachers that I worked with there where they said, "Oh, they were getting bored with vocabulary and, you know, and and yet they needed to do it." So we created um, up in a high school class, we had some students made the, the piece the index card had the word and others had the picture. And we had them tape it on their backs and then they had to find their match. So it was get up, move around, which is great for some students who need that movement, and then find your match. And then they would have to explain why they like matched with each other. And at first they were very intentionally, you know, different so that you knew they would find each other as an answer. And it was really interesting when you listen. So oral is another kind of literacy. Listen to their explanations, listen to how they connected with each other and why, because you gain a lot of insight into their thinking process. Absolutely. Uh, and,
0: and their decision as to why have you chose yeah. these colors? Why have you chose these shapes? Uh, it definitely gives a lot of insight into how they think and how they process this new information and vocabulary. So definitely, yeah, it's suitable for all ages. And it, it's so much fun and it's so much more engaging than just oh, yeah. sitting in the classroom and just listening to new information.
1: <laughs> and, and as you say... You know, you can, the doodle, there's a book, The Dot. And it's a dot. And if you're not familiar with the story, I don't want to give it away, but get that piece of paper, get some writing implements, coloring implements, and a piece of cardboard that can be a frame. And that's bringing that story to life is um, artistry, literacy, and compassion together.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And, I, I, you know, and,
1: and that's what I think those three things you ha- if you have that affinity for those three things or, and you can weave them into what you do with students of all ages, that's that's going to open you up to so many things with your students and engaging them. Absolutely. That brings
0: magic to the classroom. And yes. I'm sure teachers who will try and implement that in, in their classroom will see the difference. Absolutely. So let's just- And it'd be nice
1: for them to share.
0: Yes. <laughs> share yes. with us yes. and with yes. each other. <laughs> absolutely um yeah so if you try it with your student please share with us on the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com but let's just summarize everything we uh, discussed today we discussed quite a lot of things so literacy basically is much more than just reading and writing it encompasses so much more than that and it's very critical to our ability to make sense of the world around us, to uh, construct information and to communicate, express ourselves and understand others. And it basically, literacy opens the door to the world, which is amazing. And and, and actually, there's a lot of evidence today and, and science to show us the direct link between arts and literacy, how important it is to incorporate arts in learning literacy. And drawing is a good example uh, of a great way to help your student understand literacy, process it in a much uh, more deeper and meaningful level, and also um, memorize it better just by using drawing as a way to learn literacy. And there are many easy ways to incorporate that in your classroom, whether you... Um, ask your student to draw new words, words or to draw a poem or a story or like your, your wonderful suggestion hope with high school <laughs> students where they also move around which is great for their health. So there are many fun ways to incorporate literacy um, with arts and we strongly encourage you to give it a go and see how it goes. I'm sure you'll, you'll enjoy it and your students will, would enjoy it as well. <laughs>
1: And I appreciate this opportunity. And I just want to end with, it's intentional, if you look at studies of um, older people, people as we age, that from senior citizens in in independent living, assisted living and dementia, their treatment includes the arts and and those brain pathways and keeping that active. A lot of that is tactile arts, reading to them, word uh, puzzles, and I, I think that, it, that intentional um, approach shows how you can have the um, depth and breadth, you know, from Plato to, you know, singing to painting. I think it's there for us to use. Absolutely.
0: And wow. thank you so much, Hope, for joining us today and for sharing uh, your wealth of knowledge and experience with everyone. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.